So you may not know, uh, but uh, there's a big football game on Sunday. And of course, the Chiefs are playing in it. And if we were a part of this team and we were going to prepare well, any good coach, any good player, especially at the NFL level, would tell you that if you really want to win on Sunday, on game day, you have to know your opponent really, really well. And you get to know your opponent really, really well by studying film of who they are, of how they operate, of the plays that they're good at, the plays that they run a lot. And so this image is very helpful for us when we consider the first reading. Is the first reading is not just the story of the fall of Adam and Eve that happened thousands of years ago. The story that we just heard in the first reading of the fall of Adam and Eve is also the story of the temptation that Satan has run at every age throughout the story of, of the Christian people. And so literally from the beginning of humanity, Satan really only has one play, and he keeps running that same play. So brothers and sisters, we just invite you to consider if you were going to go play in the Super Bowl and you knew that there was only one play that your opponent would run because that's the only play he's ever run and that he's run that play for, I don't know, 200,000 years and that's the only play. It's just like on replay again and again and again and again. Shouldn't you be ready for that play? If we knew the story of the Christian people, brothers and sisters, we would recognize that Satan has only one play, and he showed all of his cards in the first reading. What is his one play? You can't trust God. God is not trustworthy. He is not your friend. He doesn't love you. He is your adversary, and he is holding things over you. Don't trust him. Push him aside and make yourself God. That one play has destroyed cultures and civilizations and families and marriages and souls since the beginning of the human story. There is only one play. And so we pray for the grace to recognize where in my life do I fall victim to that play that Satan runs, where I start living in a way that says, God, you're not trustworthy. And so I'm going to pick and choose where you get to be God and where you don't in my life. Brothers and sisters, even in the midst of our stupidity as human beings, We are so loved. We are so loved. You know, thank God I am not God, because if I was God and the first creatures that I created with freedom to choose whether or not to serve me, if they rebelled and walked the other way, I probably would have splattered them into non-existence and moved along and started some other creation. Not what God did. And so we see God's stunning response to the brokenness and the messiness of sin in the gospel. When Jesus approaches and Jesus comes to free and to heal, he comes to open the closed minds and hearts of the children of God that they might again come to know the merciful love of their Father. The only reason Jesus has come is to make the love of the Father visible and tangible in this world. And so Jesus comes to us. It's the same Jesus. It is the same touch that healed and freed this man in the gospel today that Jesus is going to administer to us. Are we willing to let Jesus touch us? Are we willing to let Jesus free us and speak that word, Ephetha, be opened over us? We pray for the grace in this Mass to recognize our enemy and how he lures, how he tempts in our lives. We pray for the grace to live in the confidence of the children of God and to never part from that freeing and healing touch of the mercy of Jesus in our lives.